Good morning, it's Friday, October 26, 2012, and Audible presents the New York Times Audio Digest. Here's what's happening on the front page today. It's grunt work and math for workers. Chairman is said to have planned city chief's exit, and missteps make GOP Senate quest steeper. In this morning's national headlines, business leaders are pushing for deficit deal. Two siblings killed in New York City, nanny arrested, and police officer held in plot to cook women and eat them. In today's business headlines, Random House and Penguin are in merger talks. Apple profit rises 24% on sales of iPhone 5, and Ford plans to close three plants in European downsizing. There will be more business stories, more national and international news, too, a roundup from the sports page and New York Times columnist David Brooks. Now from the editors of the New York Times, here are the stories on today's front page. The top story is written from Chicago. It's a political memo reported by Jim Rutenberg and headlined, It's Grunt Work and Math for Workers. This is what grinding it out looks like at President Obama's election headquarters, Scores of young staff members intently clicking away at computer keyboards as they crunch gigabytes of data about which way undecided voters are leaning, where they can be reached, and when. Strategists standing at whiteboards busily writing and erasing early voting numbers and turnout possibilities, a lonely ping-pong table. The wave of passion and excitement that coursed through Obama's headquarters here in 2008 has been replaced with a methodical and workmanlike approach to manufacturing the winning coalition that came together more organically and enthusiastically for him the last time, a more arduous task with no guarantee of success. As Washington and the cable news commentariat breathlessly discuss whether Mitt Romney's post-debate movement in the polls has peaked, Obama's campaign technicians, and that's what many of them are, are putting as much faith in the multi-million dollar machine they built for just such a close race as in the president himself. We're exactly where I thought we would be in a very close election with 12 days left with two things to do and two things only. Persuade the undecided and turn our voters out, said Jim Messina, 43, the president's campaign manager, slightly paler and more hunched than he was when the campaign began. Pointing to the rows of personnel outside his office on Thursday, he added everything in that room has been focused on that. For Obama's campaign staff in a nondescript office tower here, the task now comes down to creating an electorate more favorable to Democrats than major pollsters have assumed. With percentages of Obama-friendly black, Latino, and young voters that rival those of 2008, at least enough to offset the large drop in support among other segments of the population, like independent men. An ABC News Washington Post tracking poll on Thursday had Romney with a 50 to 47 percent edge among likely voters nationwide, the first time the challenger had reached 50 percent in the poll. But Obama's aides here are at least projecting an air of confidence. They say that their system, which they began building long before the Republican primaries, is meeting or exceeding expectations. Eleven days will tell whether they're bluffing. After using their huge database to increase registration among favorable voting groups in crucial states, they're now pinpointing people who ordered absentee ballots 
and need a nudge to send them, or sporadic voters who indicated they would vote for the president but may need to be pushed, to show up at their polling place. We made a strategic choice very early on that getting our supporters, and the right type of supporters, to the polls before Election Day was a big priority for us, said Mitch Stewart, the Obama campaign's battleground state director, who has been helping organize Obama's supporters since the 2008 election.